Hello and welcome to Recovery Internet Radio, broadcast direct from Straight Up Studios. I'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsor, Rose Painting and Drywall, decorating Chicago land since 1969. Get a hold of them. Contact Tom for a quote at area code 815-735-4654. That's 815-735-4654. Rose Painting and Drywall. Now, our lovely host here, Rick Atwater. Rich. Rick Atwater. Rich. Rich, Rich Atwater. I just changed my name. All right. And, uh, hi, I'm Rick Atwater. Not and, uh, not Rich. And this Rose guy is a pretty good painter. Um, <laughs> welcome to uh, Recovery Internet Radio, our show, Straight Stuff on Addictions. Tonight, our tag is She's Got Friends in Temporarily Low Places, which relates directly to our little intro music tonight. Um, our guest is Dee, and she's a representative of a local behavioral health hospital. There you go. Who shall be remain unnamed. And uh, our musical guests are Russell T. and friends. One of the friends is Ken H. Um, there's other friends, but they're not here tonight. <laughs> and if you no, want to con- have one friend. <laughs> <laughs> one friend tonight. And if uh, you want to contact uh, Russ, you can contact him by calling 815-529-3277 or Russ at heartwalkin.com. That's heart, H-E-I-R-E-A-R-T, walkin, W-A-L-K-I-N.com. Yeah, and uh, you'll I'm sure you'll enjoy his music tonight. So thanks for joining us tonight where we are every Sunday night at 8. Uh, thanks to our engineer slash sidekick uh, and part-time wise guy. Hey, hey. Chris Atwater. Um, no relation, no relation to me. Um, and uh, so, um, if you can call the show if you have questions uh, or an opinion, and I'll give you that number. Uh, it is three two three seven nine two two nine seven seven, or you can tweet at Rick Atwater. Um, also, remember to check out our website, recoveryinternetradio.com. Uh, for all our archive shows, resources, contacts, and other webby stuff. So webby. Yes, very webby. Uh, and once again, our our address is recovery, recovery internet radio. dot com. We want to get that in there. Um, we went to see. I've been plugging our friends' band Double Take um, for about the last month or so. Um, and we went to see them last night at Chicago City Limits, and they were really fantastic. We had we had a great time. Jim, Jim, one of our regulars in the studio audience, was with us, and we had a good time. Um, so to keep up with them uh, and whatever gigs they have going, you can check at DoubleTakeChicago.com. That's the that's the website for their band, DoubleTakeChicago.com, and they also have some songs that you can play on there, some sample songs, which I had sort of fun playing this afternoon. Um, and then one other quick shout out to our, a friend of ours who was here last week and we like to support um, our friends in the community who are doing things that support recovery. And uh, our, our friend uh, Colleen was here as a representative from Dirty Laundry Designs. And Dirty Laundry Designs makes cards for addiction and recovery. So to con- you can uh, 
gosh, I don't even have their website written down here, but I've got a phone number. It is 815-245-1209. We've got a bunch of their cards here, and we're going to have a little rack here in the studio sometime soon where people want to purchase cards. They can do that. So um, that's, I think, enough for our intro. You got anything else that we need to say? Um, unbelievably, yes, I do. That, Holy um, cow. Yeah, that website is uh, DirtyLaundryDesigns.com. Oh, okay. And um, I think we mentioned last week, but uh, it continues to be uh, National Sobriety Month. So okay. check out their website, which I won't read. You can find it yourself. Just yeah. National Sobriety Month. Yeah, uh, that was Samsa, cool. by the way. Yeah, I think you pronounced that Samhasa. I think you, no. I think we were going sort of yeah, a little, a little Pakistan. I don't know. Well, either way, all September. But there's some cool, uh, some cool events and stuff going on this month. So okay. good thing to support. All right, so probably time for us to get down to business, right? Okay, um, the business is this. Uh, our friend D is here, and the first thing that I want to say is. Um, a kind of a thank you from the recovering community and the people I know that recognize the the things that you do, the recovery and the, the you know the support you have for the recovering community. So, so first of all, thanks for doing what you do. Um, and then secondly, what the heck is it that you do? <laughs> <laughs> what is it that I do? Yeah, tell us what you do. Um, you know, I I actually I actually do a lot of things. I think. Um, one of the ways I like to describe it is that I'm I'm kind of like a gardener, mm-hmm. and I continually plant seeds, um, and I choose to call them seeds of hope. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and these are know, people that are coming in with substance abuse problems, looking yeah, to yeah, uh, substance abuse, uh, drugs, alcohol, uh, marijuana, cocaine, crack, you name it, prescription drugs. Any combination of the above? Any combination, sometimes all of the above, which is a little scary that, that they're still alive. Um, when you see a, a drug screen that's positive for everything with an alcohol serum of like 300, and you're going, um, why are you alive? So say what an alcohol serum of 300, what does that mean? Is that... That's, that's a lot of alcohol. That's all... <laughs> that's okay. Three times, four times the legal limit. Okay. Um, all right. And, and that what? also tells us that there's a really high tolerance. So okay. we know that this wasn't really a one-time one-time deal, um, and I I try to motivate and encourage people to to change and to get them to see that you know it's not like they don't know what they're doing isn't working yet they don't really know how to do it different. Like they don't make the connection they don't quite, make, or right? Yeah, they don't make that connection of. This is all I know. I mean, I sat with people and they said, this is all I know. I was born into this. I was raised in this. Hmm. Everyone in my family does this. I, they feel like they don't have a chance. Mm-hmm. Let me, can I get back to the serum level for a minute? Just yeah. so that I, because people, you know, people in the audience, I mean, people here probably get it, but there's people, mm-hmm. other people that might listen that might not understand. Is there a difference between serum level and blood alcohol, you know, BAC? They're or is it the same? Close. Pretty close. They're, the numbers are, are actually pretty close. It's just a matter of moving the decimal point. Okay, because people would recognize 0.08 as the legal limit for Correct. driving. So if you're point, over 0.08, you get a Correct. DUI. Correct. So if so somebody if has a, point, a 300, Correct. they're like pretty much three three yeah, times over. They, they're lucky they're standing. <laughs> okay. And have you, you've actually seen people come in with like that kind of serum level and then multiple other drugs? Like, Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I see, I not only see patients in my office, 
um, those are more people that are aware that really something's wrong and they want to, most likely they want to get help. Uh, somebody's made an ultimatum. Um, they got a DUI. Um, they could have had uh, work consequences. Hmm. Um, and I also see people actually in our medical floors because of, uh, you know, they, they're at home and they feel like they're having a heart attack and it's really just too much to drink and it's starting to affect. Like they've got indigestion Correct. from booze. Yep. And so, you know, a lot of times there is a desire to get better and sometimes they just come in once a month for detox. So, like you might be, like, so a, a day in the life of D might be, it might be these these folks that are looking for help or it might be going to the floor. To is, the there floor. A, is there a schedule for that or is it just happening? Yeah, as it we, happens? Have, we have scheduled days. Yeah. Um, we have uh, days where we hit, we have three hospitals in our system, and so we hit, you know, maybe one of them. We could hit all three of them in a day. Um, sometimes you may walk in and think you have scheduled and nobody shows up or somebody doesn't show up for that appointment, so uh, I may go off to the campuses. We may have, we also see people on a walk-in basis. Um, so a lot of times people with, uh, that are really struggling, they'll come to directly to the hospital. Do they come, do you, do you ever go to the emergency room? Uh, we don't like to see patients in the emergency room because it's just a little too hectic and it's a little too soon. Because there are, they're going to They're still, still intoxicated. Yeah. And that's such a nice way to say it. Yeah. Yeah. There's, <laughs> but that's your job. I understand that. Right. <laughs> Yeah, so they're still loaded. Yeah, there <laughs> you it, go. And it's it's not worth your time to talk to somebody who's loaded. It, yeah, it really is. I get it's that. It's just not. Yeah. It's just not. I mean, you know what it's like. I, I, mean, I do. Know what it's like. Yeah, it's I do. Pointless. Yes. Um, you know, call me when you're sober. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't get sober. <laughs> yeah, okay. And I guess <laughs> I won't hear from you. Five years. <laughs> so, do you get those? <laughs> Absolutely. Do you, do you Absolutely. get, you know, because, I mean, I'm a, you know, you know, I'm a treatment person. Oh, and by the way, I forgot. Self-disclosure. You're my daughter-in-law. Yeah, there you go. Self-disclosure. You're my father-in-law. Yeah, I forgot to say. So, um, but, so we we kind of know, uh, you know more about what I do than I really know about yeah. what you do. So yeah. the, the questions here are really legit to, for me to sure, get to sure. get clear. But as an outpatient person, we see more, probably more motivated people. We see, number one, they're insured, so they're probably working. And number two, yeah. they're you know, they want to get well. Where you less 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 so? You know, I would say it's it's probably fifty fifty. Um, I I see the people that we see in the office aren't shoe ins to, to want to come to treatment. When they find out what it entails and like they actually have to not drink, um <laughs> then, Bummer. then they, they kinda dig Bummer. in their heels a little right. bit because it's like, well, you know, I, I wanna stop but I like for how long? Right. Like, do I have to do And none of that AA stuff. And, and none of none the of AA that. stuff. No. Um, you know, so it's really it's really walking people down the path of options and um, helping them to see that, like, you know, sometimes people say, well, there's nothing to do. I mean, if, 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 if I'm not out drinking and, and partying, there's nothing to do. And, and sometimes that just blows my mind because I think, well, that's only one thing I'm, that we're asking you not to do is don't drink and do drugs. But there's everything else that's on the table. Hmm. So how could there be nothing? And, you know, you kind of go through that a couple of times and they kind of hear it and they do have to see how ridiculous it sounds. Yeah. Um, and so, but, you know, again, sometimes people, 
it's one of those things you don't know what you don't know. Right. You know, and people just don't know. So you you're you're kind of asking the questions that are going to light them up to think about things that they might have Correct. never it never Correct. even occurred to them. Right. I like to do um uh I do this dot to dot game a lot with people. Yeah, what is it? And that? it's like I just put a bunch of dots on a piece of paper mm-hmm. and I put alcohol in the center. And I said, you know, draw me some dots on the piece of paper. And then they kind of, I mean, they always look at me like I'm kind of crazy. But um, I say, you know, if I can connect all or most of these dots, which are problems in your life, to your drinking, would you consider coming to treatment? Mm -hmm. You know, would you consider this? Because you can't, you know, you can't just tell them. You've got to make them think it was their idea. Sure. And, you know, uh, it works so well because, you you know, you can connect them all. I've, every aspect of their life is being affected one way or another by their drinking. Like, let's say, so drinking's in the middle and we have, uh, oh, they're separated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we got a little marriage thing going on. And then you, yeah, and I like to ask, you know, what, what, what do you look like when you drink? Who do you become? How, how does do your, you act? How does your wife what like? What does your wife yeah. think? Yeah. You know, and and the answers you get, you know, are sometimes. Well, she doesn't mind anymore because she's an Al-Anon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, a lot of times it's, you know, they, they don't like it. And, you yeah. know, then the shame comes in and the guilt comes in and they're like, sure. you know, I just don't mean to do that. And I remember one guy told me, he says, I get really flirty. Hmm. And I said, like, flirty or do you like really act, act on that stuff? And he goes, well, I have. Hmm. And I said, well, does she like that? No, that's why I'm here. Right. Um, and so if that's really, you're telling me that you really, really love her, and yet you're not willing to, like, look at this? For right. What, you know, it's, it doesn't make any sense to me. Right. And there's and then there's other, then there's what, work and? Work and job and, you know, are you calling in late? You know, how much time, how much sick time have you taken? Right. You know, people smelling alcohol on you. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, there's yes to, to almost all the questions, Yeah. you know, once you learn the questions ask. Sure. And, you know, I kind of been there, done that. So it's like, you know, I can kind of come from that side of it too. Yeah. Cause you know, you know what you did and you know what you didn't do. And so you kind of know. So this is maybe, a, I mean, maybe it's a related question, but the question is, is, you know, do you think people understand the life and death nature of what they're dealing with when they come in? Not always, not always. I have a, I have a great poem that I like to give people, um, and you end up dead. It's the uh, alcohol's disastrous promises. Mm. And um, I remember sitting with a 19-year-old kid not too long ago, and I said, well, let's go through this, and let's read this together. And I said, I want you to take this highlighter, and I want you to highlight every one of these things that have affected you. And by the time he got to flip the page over, you could already tell it hit him. Right. Because he was, you know, you don't, you just don't look at it that way until it's like black and white in front of you. Right. And I said, well, if you keep reading, you're dead. Right. Yeah. And I said, I I never said it was a happy poem. (laughs) It's a poem, but, you know, you end up dead at the end. Right. And people really, really get it with that. Because it's a it's a great story. Is there any um, particular? I mean, if you if you saw somebody walking in the door, would you have a sense of who 
might be more likely to get it than the next, or is it a totally a crapshoot and some do and some don't? Um, I, you know, that that's hard to tell because I've been really wrong. Mm. <laughs> I've been wrong sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I really, really try not to have any, you know, when I close my office door, I try to leave anything that I know about that person, any negative past right. experiences, because right. that can really taint you. Sure. Um, you know, okay, we've had this conversation six times, and now you have two additional DUIs, and your your wife and kids are gone. Right. So what do we really have to talk about? I mean, right. do you get it yet? Um, and so I don't want to really have that type of an attitude. I mean, it does go through your head because you're like, God, what do you got to do? Right. You know, what else do you have to lose? Yeah, you might think that, but you're you're not gonna yeah. you're not gonna play yeah. that. Yeah. And out. so so I think I I learned really early on that. You know, no matter how many times I see this patient, it needs to kind of be like the first time. You know, I mean, sometimes I'll walk into the, you know, they'll be laying in the hospital bed and I'll be like, are you flipping kidding me? Mm -hmm. Really? But I have that type of connection with with a lot of my patients Um, because I try to keep it light and I do try to add that piece of, of humor, I guess. Because if you go in there and like See, add more you, shame and more guilt, you can only do that if you uh, if you kind of like them. It's horrible, and right? I just love them. I know you do. I just love them. I know you you do. know, we've lost what three, four in the last couple weeks. Not in a couple weeks, but I would say so far, you know, in the last six months. It's hard, isn't it? It's really hard, you know, because it's like, what, you know, you think, what did you do? What didn't you do? What could have I done different? Mm. Um, I mean, we have people that we see once a month. That are round robins back in the hospital. You watch them get worse. Yeah. Um, And, you know, you watch people in kidney failure, renal failure. Uh, We have one guy that, you know, um, his detox so bad. uh, You know, he's there's people that get trachs from being ventilated and it's, it's brutal. And sure. you sit there and you, you actually, I've actually gone in and, you know, sometimes you can't see the patient because they're in full-blown DTs, they're intubated, they're in a diaper, they're, you know, all of it. And sometimes I'll just go in there and I'll just stand there mm-hmm. because I know a lot of those nurses just don't get it, you know. And so I feel like there's that, um, that just holding that note and being that presence of, somebody does care about you. You know, there mm-hmm. are people out there that really get this. Right. Um, Non-judgment. Yeah. And it's right. just, it's really a beautiful thing. Yeah. It's really a beautiful thing mm-hmm. to to stand there and um, and to just be in that presence for them. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And, and that's, I, I don't see, that's why, uh, it, it, you know, I guess that brings us to the next question. Okay. Which is, which really is that one that that you asked me if I was really going to say this, and and I am, Uh-oh. and I'm going to read, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to read it. But it says, for heaven's sake, girl, <laughs> what made you go into this line of work? Um, uh, so many things. Um, of course, I have to give you a little credit, Mo, a little credit, my husband a little credit, my husband a lot of credit. Um, you know, I. I was kind of uh, 
swimming around in the womb <laughs> and a whole lot of alcohol. Mm. Um, it was, uh, I think the amniotic fluid was, was uh, wine. Mm. Uh, but, you know, I, I was born into it. I was raised in it. Um, every one of my siblings is affected by it. Um, and it really, now I can look back and I, I can see how dysfunctional it was. You know, when you're in it, you don't really get it. Mm -hmm. You, you kind of know as a kid something ain't right. Yeah. But you can't figure out what's not right. Um, that's probably exactly how those people feel in the hospital. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're, they're no, they know, they know something's wrong, right. but they can't quite get their exactly. head around what but it the is. The thing is, I tell them. <laughs> After a certain period, I just tell right. them. Right. You know, the if yeah. they give you suggestions, just shut up and do what you're told. Right. You can only give suggestions for so long. Just, right. just do what you're told. Um, so, you know, I... Again, in, in, in self-disclosure, I, I really got sober when I was 21. So that kind of tells you mm -hmm. <laughs> that kind of yeah. tells you what, what, what that was like. Um, and, and I think that's I'm really beyond uh, grateful for that, because what I love to tell, especially younger people, is that get it early because then you've got your whole life. You know, you, you sit in these rooms with people that are 50, 60, 70 years old, and they still don't get it. And it's like, do you really want to be sitting here 20 years from now when mm -hmm. you know plain, you know what the deal is? Yeah. Why, why can't we, let's take care of it now and save a whole lot of money, a whole lot of heartache. Mm -hmm. heartache. Yeah. Um, and so really that's, that's how I got into it. I... Um, you know, I went to treatment, uh, did the whole deal when I was, like I said, when I was about 21, um, and by the grace of God, Allah, Buddha, and pigs that fly, whoever, um, has helped me through this, uh, <laughs> that, that I still am today. Mm -hmm. Because when I look at, when I look at the people who didn't get it, um, it, it just, it breaks my heart because it's. It's one of those things that's not easy, but it's it is simple. It's yeah. like here's here's the path, here's the steps. Let's let's just start walking one foot in front of the other. Right, and some some of them do, and some of them don't. And some of them don't. And some so how do you how do you uh, how do you handle the ones that don't? I mean, what? Because I've been, I you know, I don't know, but I imagine more more don't than do. Um. Is that accurate? For, and I don't know. For me personally, yeah. um, and again, this isn't a, a, a long-term success rate. Um, my conversion rate, if you call it that, from from what we actually track, mm -hmm. um, and even my coworkers, our conversion rate is really high um, because I'm blessed to work with a group of people that feel the exact same way I do. Mm -hmm. And so as a team, our conversion rate is really high. And when you say conversion, what does that, what does that mean? When I say conversion rate, that means people that we see that actually attend treatment, um, we really only track people that come to our program. Right. Um, so it's people that we see in the hospital, people that we see in our office. Um, do they actually turn around, follow up, come to treatment? Do something. Yes. Yeah. And and I think our our success our rate is close to seventy percent, hmm. which is is pretty high. That's pretty high. It's pretty high. Sure. 
Um, and that's minus, you know, uh, like residential referrals. Mm -hmm. So, and, and, you know, I think that it's when you really get it as, as the counselor and you really know where they're at and how hard it is. Um, I've, I've walked into a hospital room before and, and the guy told me, he says, you know, he says, you know what, I've, I've done this a hundred times. I, I, you know, I, I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want, you know, I'm not talking to you. And, and he finally said, you know what, and, unless you've been in my shoes, I just get the fuck out. And mm -hmm. I was like, wow. So mm -hmm. I guess I'll pull up a chair. <laughs> Surprise. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, and, and it really takes, it kind of took him off guard and he was mm -hmm. kind of like, oh shit. You know, mm -hmm. <laughs> he wasn't really wanting to have the conversation. Mm -hmm. He figured he but, could scare you off. Yeah. And yeah. I think that, you know, I'm very, I very much come from a, uh, just being myself. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm not the most clinical person in the world. Um, I don't really care for anything clinical. I don't really write clinical. Um, and and I you're don't not really, easily intimidated. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm not easily intimidated. <laughs> and, you know, I I want to talk to somebody and make a real connection. I don't want to mm -hmm. talk about dopamine and serotonin and, and neurotransmitters and, and how, you know. I mean, I want to tell them how alcohol affects their brain and, you know, how this works and how that works. But they don't want to know all that. And they're probably not in a position to comprehend they, it at yeah, the time anyway. Yeah, they need something real. Yeah. Yeah. And and so I'm just I'm just really real. I, mean, I gotta say something. I gotta say that you are definitely Ray's legacy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I gotta tell you, I had a German guy one time, and my boss's office was was right next to mine, and and I said, uh, I, I you just know he was full of beans. Right. Um, and you know. So every time, you know, I couldn't say, you know, you're full of I would go, Wiener Schnitzel. <laughs> and so every time he was just, I'd just start yelling, Wiener Schnitzel. And he wasn't the Wiener Schnitzel that you sent to me, was he? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep. All right. Because so, I think that might be, we might be talking the 30% here, sister. Yeah. He's, he's uh, I, you know what? I love him. So, uh, I'll, you know, he's one of those ones I'll say, I'll always hold the, yeah, we'll hold, hold the hope notes. Yeah, hold that. Hold and that one up of those hope notes now has been sober nine months. So yeah, my my one of my constant right. companions, as I call them, um, just hit uh, about nine months. That's that's and excellent. and he's one of the ones that I just. That's why you do what you do. Right. Because the entire system was like, what are we gonna do? I mean, we put him in a cab. And get him to try to get him to uh, Rockford. Yeah. And he'd be wasted by the time he got there. And he wow. never stopped. And <laughs> How did he do wasted. that? Yeah. And gets to Salvation Army and he's too drunk to go. But he just left. How did that happen? Yeah. It's... Well, there's always bribed bribed cab drivers to <laughs> don't sell sales. There's a way. Let me yeah. ask you. Yeah. Um, let me ask you one one more thing, and then we're going to take a break for music. But this question is. Um, Maybe you've maybe you've answered it, uh, but maybe this is a little bit different. And that is, do, do you feel like you need a personal uh, passion to to do this? Can you do it without? Can you do it without recovery? Or you know, in in my personal opinion, um, I think it makes a huge difference 
I think it makes a huge difference um, because it's not, it's kind of like being with someone that, you know, um, unless you can really, really relate to it and, and you've experienced it, I just don't know that you can, you can, you can kind of empathize a little bit. Um, but I think especially with people with addiction, um, the shame and the guilt is so intense hmm. that when they're when they know they're talking to somebody that's been there, done that, um, that's been there, done that. Yeah. Wow. Tell them what it was. That was the last that, that was our bass player. <laughs> so, you know, I, I would never say I would never say that you have to be in recovery to, to do this job. Um but it really, really, really it really helps. Yeah. Because I think there's just there's a there's a deeper connection, um and and I think that because of some of the things people with addiction choose to, well, not choose to do, end up doing, um, would have a, I mean, they have a hard time disclosing that kind of stuff anyway, but um, when they can kind of think, you know, you might have been there, done that, it's it's a little easier to, you know, because sometimes some of the stories you end up, you, you can just burst out laughing, you know, like, oh my God. Well, that's the really thing. That? I mean, that's the thing. You get around a group of recovering people, yeah. and somebody tells you that they, you know, they did something really, really bad. Really, really, really bad. bad. And everybody usually kind of laughs. Exactly. You know, I mean, it's not like laugh at them exactly, it's laugh because. because it's it's like, like common. It's common. And they don't know how common yeah. it is. And, and that's, and that's one thing. The other thing is that you try to explain powerlessness to somebody exactly. who doesn't understand. Exactly. You just don't, you yeah. just really can't get that. I, I don't yeah, think, I've even, never had any success. Even you when know? I was in school, the there was a few people that um, were not in recovery and really, really didn't get it. And this one gal said one time, she goes, well, are you kidding? She goes, if, if I ever had to work with someone that chose heroin over their kid i i'm out of here and and i i i looked at my yeah. instructor and i said eh. yeah he what goes, do you goes, what do you say do to that you have something to say yep. and i was like oh what do you say yeah I mean, yeah it was horrible well, that's going to be, excuse me, I don't want to cut you off, but yeah. that'll get us, that'll actually get us to the second half. It's perfect. It's a perfect segue in the second half. And then I just want to say one quick thing. If you, any of you guys have any questions, now would be the time to write them down. Oh, you got the, got a whole boatload. Okay. So I'll, I'll get those um, in a minute, but let's, uh, Russell T and friends, um, you got the, you got the, J, you got that monster under control. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, good. Okay, thank God. All right, Russell T. and friends, what are you going to do, Russell T.? Yeah, well, my name is Russell T. Mobley, and we have Mr. Ken Hoover here. Uh, we are going to do Shower the People. Well, James Taylor. I love that song. I love that song. Take it away. So, yeah, and we know this is about spreading the love, and it sounds like that's what D does. That's what D does. You can play the game, and you can act out the part. Though you know it wasn't written for you But tell me how can you stand there with your broken heart Afraid of playing the fool One thing can lead to another It doesn't take any sacrifice 
Oh, father and mother, sister and brother, if it feels nice, don't think twice. Just shower the people you love with love. Show them the way that you feel. Things are going to work out fine if you only will. Shower the people you love with love. Show them the way.
what do you say to to some of the trauma? And is that trauma that they've inflicted outside or of themselves or, in, or inflicted on themselves? Uh, I would say both. Yeah. I think a lot of it comes from, you know, what we experienced in childhood. Um, you know, uh, I think sometimes when you when you get to that part, it's it's kind of in the the mental health, um, psychiatric, you know, hospitalization. Um, you know, I like to know um, if they've experienced any trauma. And mm-hmm. you know, what I really find interesting is is people really negate their trauma. You know, they'll say, well, you know, my dad was was pretty abusive, but you know, he wasn't really that bad. Well, tell me a little bit about what right. is not that bad. Yeah. And then I'm like, that was really, that wasn't okay. Yeah, you that, know, that, that, was really, that was really bad. That was really horrible. Um, Search up physical or sexual physical, abuse. Physical, sexual, what, whatever. Yeah. Um, and and you those, know, those are things that can be shocking sometimes. That, that, yeah. And, yeah. And, you know, and, and a lot of times when somebody says, you know, I've, I've never told anybody this before, it's like, you, you know, something's coming. You know, sure. something's coming. Sure. Um, and they must trust you enough to do it. And I and I welcome that. And it's interesting because after you know half hour, forty five minutes, or an hour, somebody's telling you this. Um, I feel I feel pretty good about that because I feel like I've created that that space for somebody to go there. Okay. We had a. Oh, go ahead, you, Chris. You had a couple questions. You know, just kind of in relation to that. You know, I, working in this kind of setting where it sounds like. People aren't, you know, you say you do have walk-ins from time to time, but a lot mm-hmm. of people are, you know, not necessarily there by choice, so to speak, you know, or in an emergency room or something like that. How do you how do you bridge the gap between, you know, being in a clinical setting and, and having that kind of compassion? Um, say say what's what's the actual say the question again? I just I just imagine some people would assume like, well, I'm in a I'm in a hospital, so yeah. take care of me. Not, I want to deal with things. Or right. Maybe I, I have think a I think when they actually present um, for newer patients, they don't really know what they're going to get. Um, they know that they're probably going to get detox off of alcohol, whatever that means. Sometimes they don't even connect it to alcohol. Um, and kind of the way that that I phrase it with people is that you know you're in the hospital, and we're really really blessed in our system to have behavioral health. And so instead of detoxing you and just letting you go, we're going to connect with you on, on your drinking. Yeah. Because from from what I see in your chart, it's pretty out of control. It just seems like that's not yeah. the most common path for a lot of for a lot of places. A lot of people that get to that right. point, right. they don't have they may right. not have that option. So and you know, you have a small a small window there and and we have to judge are they really okay to have this conversation? You know, because I've I've met with people and then seen them again later, and they don't really have a clue who we are. I mean, seven ER times in the hospital, and then you come in and you don't know me. <laughs> really? Kind of fuzzy. Yeah, mm. it's it's very fuzzy, and and you just you do the best you can. You know, you try to, as I say, I I try to plant as many seeds, and I try to make a deep enough connection so that they have some interest. Because if they don't, what's the point of me going in there? Anybody can go in there and do a CD eval. I mean, Mike can go in there and do one. You know, it's it's not a the, the evaluation is not the hard job. It's what do you do with that information to get somebody to change? Sure. And that's the conversion rate. 
that's yeah. where the that's yeah. where change comes in. Yeah, and that's what you that's what you have to be good at. Yeah. You 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 talked about uh uh somebody who'd been sober nine months that and you talked about that in terms of that's kind of why you do this. That fits with the kind of a question that I wanted to ask you about, you know, what inspires you or like what keeps you what keeps you going? And I know that's an example of that, it. Do you have yeah, other examples a, of that? That's a really, really great example. And and I think it's just it's things like that over and over again. Mm-hmm. Um I mean sometimes, you know, we'll we'll have interactions with people and, you know, we may see them you know, all four of us may see them, you know, numerous times, and then all of a sudden they show up. And you're like, wow, what are you doing here? You know, and you really have that sense of, of welcoming and, and and joy that they're there. You know, I've I've actually had people just come in, and, and I said, here's the thing. Here's my card. Here's my number. Call me and just come in. You mean they they come they come back to say I'm doing okay? They'll they'll come back to say I'm doing okay. Or you know if people are really leery of treatment, it's like how do I just how do I get another hour with them? How do I get another twenty minutes? And so I'll invite them just to come have coffee with me at my office. Hmm. You know I'm not going to push you. I'm not going to you know. But let's just this yeah. is a hard. Session. We're not going to lock you up. No we're, nets. Yeah. We're in, you know, uh, two people are in the room, you know, sure. they're, they've got sure. folks over there and, you know, and so just, just come and have coffee with me. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, I yeah, think nobody has to know. We're not going to register you. Yeah. Um, it's not going to be recorded. You're not going to be a camera. Just come in and, and have another conversation because you know, they're mm-hmm. right there. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes you can't think them that fast. Yeah. One one of the questions we got from the audience, I thought, was was a really good one, and that is, what what is the most profound life lesson you have learned from doing your job? I don't know if you can capture the most profound, but if you could capture well, some I, life lesson from what you do, or I think as as far as a and and I had actually had a little bit more time to think about this question because when we had talked about you know some questions that that we might go over. Um, I thought of how, how would I sum that up? And I think, um, the way that I had worded it was, um, the, uh, the resiliency of the human spirit, Mm. um, what people can live through Mm. and be okay. Mm. Some, some of the stuff that I hear and things that people have gone through in childhood and, alcoholic parents and abusive parents and the beatings and the beatings they witnessed um, in the violence, the sexual violence, the mm. physical violence, how people come back from that is incredible to me. Mm-hmm. And and I think, the like I said, the resiliency of the human spirit and the ability to carry on mm-hmm. is profound. And it gives you, and it gives you, Hope. Yeah. It gives you hope to yeah. see that, doesn't it? And and that's what I always tell people. It's like I know that you can do this. Right. You know, you yeah. just you gotta get some help. And right. a lot of times I'll use the analogy of um like if I decided I wanted to go like you don't know how to do recovery. Right. You know, you don't have a clue. Right. So it would like be like me going to be a roofer today. I'm gonna go get a sign in a truck that says D's roofing. <laughs> well, I know I need those big boards and that black paper <laughs> and a ladder. Nails, a couple of ladders. Paper. Get some ladders. And, yeah. and, but I can't go. Would you hire me to do your roof? Probably not. And they no. will go crazy. Okay, so that's like me telling you. Okay, now you're you go do recovery. Well, 
They what don't know. Yeah, they don't know that. Sometimes I call you. <laughs> right. <laughs> and make me explain it. <laughs> so how do you how how do you uh connect with or cooperate with the recovering community? How how do you how do you use the you know, yeah, how do you connect? How do you use the recovering community out there? Do you have connections? Do you have people you know? You know, I I feel like I have a ton of connections. Yeah. Um, you know, you for example, I think we work incredibly well together. Um you know, the McHenry County Substance Abuse Coalition, um, Rosecrans is now in town. Um, I think that there's a – I think what we're really blessed with in the, within this county is a lot of the same people sit on the same boards. And so there's a constant contact with the heartbeat of, of what goes on in the county. Right. And so if the mental health board needs something, we're there. If you need something, we're there. You know, if if – you know, say Chris needed something, we would be there. Yeah. Um, we're we're very we're very connected as a community to to fight this. Right. That's yeah. And so you're like you're staying pretty yeah, close to the heartbeat and, of things. And Stay I'm on willing. It. You know, I said I'll I'll do this till till my dying day. Yeah. Because it's well, you're on some just, of those some of those boards and committees. Part of who and, I am, and yeah. it's I just it's it's what I do, and and I know people can get it. I just. And You've been out there giving talks recently, haven't you? Yeah, we did. Uh, uh, me and a mutual friend, Shane, we mm-hmm. did some. Uh, we did a talk over at uh, MCC. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was really interesting, and uh, we're doing another one on Monday. And then um, I'm talking to uh, a group of NIU nurses coming up, uh, Where, like three different occasions at at my work, and um, just the, to really yeah. educate on addiction, substance abuse, what does it look like, what does it mean? Because mm-hmm. um, a lot of healthcare workers don't get it. So We have a caller. You want? Are you ready for a, ready for a caller? Yeah, you why want, not? You, yep. want, you want to put the caller on? You're on hey. a question for us? Oh, uh, yes. Um, do you know where my penis is? Because I lost it! <laughs> Help me. Help me. I can't. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Maybe you could. They might, yeah. they might be seeing details. Yeah. <laughs> Just, yeah. That that sounded a little like a tweaker to me. Didn't that have a little little high end going on there? Okay. Well, get back to us when you when you get clean. Thank you. Okay. So. Um, let me ask you a couple of uh, a couple of future-based things here. Future-based. Yeah. What do you see? Do you, do you have a sense of what uh, what's like? What are the trend? What, what are the trends for treatment? What do you see going on right now that that that's kind of happening in in the treatment world? Where are we going in the next couple of years? Do you think? Oh, I wish I knew. Um, I think that's a really hard question based on you know healthcare reform. Mm. Um, I think as as far as we're concerned. Um, I think it's a constant um, battle. Um, I think that they continually do investigating and are, I really believe that they're constantly working on how to do things better and how to do things different. Yeah. Um, because I know that the treatment as, programs so, themselves you're talking yeah, about, well, yeah. And especially for, for, I'm speaking for us right now, really. Yeah. Um, I think that they're working on doing it better, um, and doing more 
to to be helpful. I mean, and and we do a lot already. I think we do more than than most places. But um, you know, I think that it it really depends on on funding and money and you know what what does that look like? Mm-hmm. Okay. You know? And that we don't that that we just don't know. That right we now. just don't know. Right. You know? How about how about the the kinds of drug and you know drug and alcohol drug combinations that you've been seeing in the last say couple years has that been changing or uh you know it it the, the thing well obviously the the newer stuff the the spice and the K2 right um which is bath salts have you seen so, any of that kind of stuff so scary we haven't yeah. had a lot of bath salts we've had more <laughs> K2 and spice yeah. um yeah. bath salts yes should we say more about that yeah <laughs> the psychotic uh, spice is uh they're labeling it as a synthetic marijuana, but it is not a synthetic marijuana. It acts on some of the same receptors that um, THC acts upon, but it is it is so I mean it is so far from marijuana. Um, we've seen kids have psychotic breaks that literally were crawling around the ER thinking that they were a bear, roaring like a lion, um, foaming at the mouth. I think we had one on the air just a little while ago. Yeah. Uh, It's uh, it's, a really, really scary drug. Really scary. I mean, they're all scary, but that one's one's got more instant, permanent damage. damage. Very severe damage. Yeah, and I don't know the chemical compound, but they call it bath salts and... They sell it as bath salts, but it's not bath salts. It's yeah, something that it, people... Just so you know, anything that says not for human consumption, don't be snorting it, it, Probably not a good idea. Yeah, so, not for synthetics. We call them We call them synthetics, right? Don't ingest Yeah, and it's, anyway, synthetics are pretty big right now. And the re, part of the reason I understand that they're big is because you can, you know, they, not too long ago... There weren't there weren't any tests available for them. Right. Well, guess what? There are no the tests are out. You know, there are so no. it's not no. going to be you know not going to be able to use them to beat drug tests anymore. Good. How about heroin? You see, is that is that you know on what? the radar? Heroin is is still is still big and strong in our county. Um, McHenry County Drug Court has, I believe, thirty twenty seven twenty seven uh, uh, participants right now. Twenty four are heroin. Yeah. I think there's one cocaine, one alcohol, and maybe one marijuana, but the rest of them are straight heroin. Yes, that's what I've heard. Judge Mike was on the show. Yep. Uh month or so ago. Love him. Yeah, he's great. Um a couple of things we're going to we're going to there's so many things I want to ask you and we're going to m- miss some of them because we're not going to have time. I wanted I wanted to ask you more about this about the school aspect of what you did, but we we're, we're probably going to have to pass on that for All tonight, right. but I know let me ask you real quick. You, yes. you did go back. You did go back to. You made a decision to go back to school. What was that? Was that pretty scary going back as an adult? You know, it was a little bit intimidating, um, but I knew that it really was what I wanted to do, and um, I luckily didn't have to take a whole lot of classes at once. Hmm. Um, and they really, they really work with you. And there's a lot of adults that are back in school right now. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of people are going for a certificate program or for, you know, something to do on the side or something piques their interest. And 
Um, it was a little different. It was mm-hmm. a little different. I mean, yeah. you know, we had students that would come in their pajamas and their slippers, and they <laughs> they they leave the room and they come back with McDonald's. Well, there is no McDonald's in Elgin Community College. I'm sorry. Why are you allowing this? Um, <laughs> and so I I I really so things were a little different. That. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was it was very different. Um, and it was also really a lot of fun. I met a lot of really awesome people that I'm still connected to today, yeah. and you know they're a little bit younger than I am, but it's all still fun. Okay, so you did okay. You didn't. It, you, did they, okay. they didn't. They didn't scare you off. They they did not scare me off. There's I a couple think I of things. Scared a lot of them off. What <laughs> kind of? <laughs> what you sandals? What kind of advice would you have for people who are thinking about entering this line of work? What would you tell them? Uh, absolutely, it is incredibly rewarding. It's exhausting it's fun um don't go into it for the money um it is not a feel <laughs> i was gonna I, I guess, we don't want to go into detail about that yeah, but, but i um, have heard that yeah you know what if it's your passion and it's your life's work and you know it by all mm. means go for it but if it's not don't do it stay away if you if if you if you got <laughs> if it's to it's not your calling man if, if if you got to choose would you do it again oh my god in a second in a second, it's been it's been a ride, man. It's I love every second of it. I think years ago you and I talked about yeah. you know my bus and you know picking people up and getting them to treatment. Oh yeah, and, and that's all yeah. I want to do. I just want to get them there. Yeah, and then turn them loose. Right. Because I can get them there. Yeah. I can get them. Yes, there. you can. And then it's up to it's up to treatment. So, but I love it. I wouldn't trade it for nothing. Well, you you do a good job, and and there's many people that know that. And uh, one of the other questions here, I don't think it, it's kind of a question, but I'm gonna I'm gonna read it. It came from the audience. <laughs> do you know how proud your family is of the work that you're doing? You know, from a non-ego perspective, I I know with all my heart because hmm. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for you guys. Yeah. Well. Being one of those, yeah. Before we get verklempt right here. Okay. All right. Um, Do do you do I want to do the closing before we do the music? Okay. All right. Um, I always get that mixed up. Sorry. Um, So I want to thank uh, I want to thank you, D, very much. Um, I want to thank our studio audience and our regular folks who come. And I think I just wanted to say I'm, we did we did cupcakes at 5,000 listens. We're up around 8,500. I think I'm going to get like a big cake for 10,000. So so keep coming back. Um, uh, and uh, we'll email reminders uh, probably on Thursday or Friday morning for next week's show so people will have those. If you'd like to be on the email mailing list reminder list please uh, go to our website you can sign up there to be on the reminder list and then you'll get a reminder and a show description every week some of you already get that Um, you'll also be able to get um, you know whatever other information we have on the website at the time so like I say every week live today love yourself and your neighbor and together we'll trudge the happy road to destiny we hope you've enjoyed the show tonight and we'll see you at eight o'clock next Sunday night and I will pass it over to Russell T. and friends. Thank you, Rick. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Rick. Thank you, guys. Thank you, D. It was great. Sing it. Yes. All right. Sing it, baby. D.
this, this is D requested this song. It's called Show Me the Way. Lord, I want to be a servant. Here I am today. It amazes me how I get caught in things along life's way. I try so hard to seek you in everything I do. Lord, I want to be a servant. So here I am today. Show me the way I review my day decisions Every choice I make It's the little ones that bother me That somehow get in the way The little white lies I realize Are the ones that hurt the most Lord, I want to be a servant, so here I am today. Show me the way. Lord, I know you are here, so there's no Guilt is gone from my soul when I apply your grace to me. Telling you another keeps me feeling close. Lord, I want to be a servant, so here I am today. Show me the way. Lord, I Show me the way. 